Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 177, looking at 2 Chronicles chapter 10 and 11, Matthew chapter 4, and then into Psalm 75. And as we head into 2 Chronicles, let me ask you a question. Is division always a bad thing? Consider that all things are under the control of God, and then answer the question, is division therefore always a bad thing? What we see in these two chapters is that yes, division causes turmoil, but through division, the people can also be brought together. As we see in this passage, the Levites and priests walk away heading to a true temple and a place of worship where they can be led by the true king of the people. Where the devil seeks to have division that splits the people of God, the Lord seeks to, on occasion, use division to bring his people back to him. I wonder, if we sought to bring our disagreements more honestly and humbly and with genuine love, could we end up having the church compromising on personal preferences for the sake of the ultimate gospel goal? It's certainly worth pondering over, how do we seek to use division when it happens, not for the devil's gain, but for the Lord's gain? We now head into Matthew chapter 4, and I always think that Matthew 4 is both intriguing and also a phenomenal passage. It links back to Genesis 3 and the fall. The same temptation that Eve and Adam went through and failed is now placed before Jesus, who succeeds in honouring God. Adam and Eve were tempted with food, with protection and with power. And notice that Jesus is first tempted with food, then protection and then finally with power and honour. You see, the covenant placed before Adam was tested and Adam failed the test, meaning the covenant was severed. Yet in Christ, the test was passed and no sin was committed, meaning the covenant through Jesus, that being eternal life through salvation by faith alone, is secured by his ability to defeat the devil's temptations. I really want you to see this. When Jesus was tempted, it was not a walk in the park. It truly was pressure like he had not experienced before. Yes, he has all the power to defeat it, but it took much of that power to be able to do so. We need to wake up to that. Temptation from the devil cannot be overcome with a a simple life trick or a good diary or some form of sound accountability. The only way to defeat temptation is to go to the one who defeated it himself. Whether it be addiction or anger issues or the love of money, it is only through Jesus that we can truly defeat those temptations that the devil places before us. Now, the ministry of Jesus didn't get traction until after this point. He chooses his disciples and begins to minister to the crowds, but only after he had proven that he was sinless, without fault, and could defeat Satan. A clear application here for the church would be that we should test our ministry leaders before we let them loose on the people. Will they stand the test of integrity and being above reproach? Well, we won't know until we give them opportunities to prove so. And so we should guide our churches, our ministries, to put people in places of opportunity that they can show that they are in Christ and therefore can run those ministries. Finally, we have Psalm 75. Our psalm today begins with thanksgiving to God. And notice where the thanks is placed. On the name of the Lord and his wondrous deeds. For believers in Christ, we are thankful for Jesus, that through his name we might be saved. And it's through his act on the cross that we find salvation, and that salvation is open to all. The only place that thanks should be directed is ultimately to the Lord. However, when we continue in the passage, we see that the thanksgiving is more on the judgment of God. It seems strange that the believer in Christ is thankful for judgment. I mean, who's ever thanked somebody for looking over our deeds and determining whether they're right or wrong? Yet for the believer, there are two elements that will lead us to thankfulness. 
The first is that the wicked will not be blessed. In the end, the Lord will give them what they deserve and that will not be the blessing of God. The second thing though is that the righteous through the Lord will be lifted by the Lord and blessed for eternity. So today, we can be thankful to God for we, the righteous through Jesus, will be truly blessed on judgment day. It is not something we fear. In fact, it's something we thank God for. Let's pray today. Father, we do indeed thank you so much that we can go to judgment day in the assurance that through Christ Jesus, we are made righteous and therefore acceptable before you. Father, we pray that we would give the thanks that is due to you so that we can live our lives as an example of your love. Father, we pray that as we head into many temptations in life, because we know the devil's going to send them, we pray that we would lean on you because you are the one through Jesus Christ who showed us that it's the power of God that can defeat temptation. And Father, when we have division and issues within the church, we pray that you would use them for good and that we would come together before God and give you praise. We pray this in your precious name. Amen.